What is going on, everybody? It is another episode of Blitz Boys. How are we doing, Josh? Doing uh, doing better today, man. It was a rough weekend, but uh, feeling better today. Listen, it's a rough weekend. Pretty much every weekend, I've determined now, because, well, the the, the betting is just not going my way recently. I can't lie to you. I can't, like, I'm not going to sit here and lie. It's just not going my way. You know, they gave me that Parlay Prince uh, nickname, and <laughs> let me tell you something. I have not lived up to that in quite some time. <laughs> but... That's the perfect segue into what I like to say around here, paying the bills. So if you are into the betting world like me and Josh certainly, certainly are, go over to mybookie.ag, use code USN100 to double your first deposit up to $1,000. It is a very, very good site, very good what they're doing for us. I know a lot of people over on the USN family are big fans. And then when you're sore from losing your bets or sore from a hard day of work, make sure you head over to RxHemp. Use promo code RxHemp-USN, and that will save you 10% off of your entire order. They got the fire CBD creams. Make, make, you, make you feel brand new when you wake up in the morning. Brand new. But now that that's all good, you guys know how we start the show off. Now, listen, our, we're not going to lie here, Josh. We don't even remember who was supposed to go for who am I this week, but you decide to step up and come up with somebody. So I'm gonna. It's not. It's not super tough, man. It's okay. It's good. Tough. Good. We don't. I don't need. Listen, I don't need tough, bro. It's been a long day of schoolwork. Yeah. Got. I'm out here straight A student. Come on, bro. You know. You know <laughs> But I will start the timer. You know how we do it around here. We give ourselves like a minute, you know, thirty seconds to try to determine. Uh. You know who this player is. Oh, look at this. We already got the we already got some questions coming on over here. We will get to that. Don't you worry, Luke. We will get right into that. All right. I'll start. I was drafted in the third round of the 2010 draft. Oh, 2010. Okay. I have three years of 1,000 plus yards receiving. Oh, so he nice with it, huh? You can say that. Mike, no. Mike Evans was first round, I think. Yeah, it's not Mike Evans. I don't even know if that's from the year he was drafted either. No, neither. Whatever. Next. I've played for the Broncos, Jets, and Titans. Is it Brandon Marshall? Nah. Oh, wait, he didn't play for the Titans. I'm bugging. <laughs> um... Oh, God. I feel like the next hint is going to give it away. Okay. I'm hoping so because I right now I really don't got an idea, which is probably bad. I am known for my time playing with Peyton Manning. Eric Decker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know yet. Big. Three years of over 1,000 yards. Was it straight? Was it three straight or just three no, in total? Yeah, back to back with the Broncos and then one with the Jets. I'm pretty sure the Patriots were going to sign him at one point as well, and then it just never worked yeah. out. Yeah. Eric, yo, Eric Decker. Yo, shout out Eric Decker, though, because his wife? Valid. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This man, this man, Eric Decker, is kind of winning in life. So, I'm, I'm a oh, – yeah. he was – yo, he was a problem, though. Oh, Eric yeah, Decker really team. was a problem. That Broncos Oof. receiving group? Oh, my God. And you know what the you know what the funny part is? Hey, hey Josh, yeah. who's uh who's the coach of of the Jets right now? Adam Gase. 
Who was Peyton the offensive Manning's, coordinator? Peyton Manning's favorite offensive coordinator he's ever. The had. reason he got the job, <laughs> and you know what that is—an absolute perfect segue into our first topic because we got to discuss the Monday Night Football game tonight. We got my boys. Listen, don't pay attention to this. I'm in my brother's room. We don't support. We don't support <laughs> Eagles the Eagles fan. here. Big Eagles. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm in my brother's room. Don't get it twisted. If I was in my room, I'd have, I've had the Patriots stuff all over. But <laughs> do the Jets stand a chance? In your opinion, I mean, is I think uh, Sam Darnold's back. Is he not? Nah, Joe Flacco starting. In Still Joe Fl- again. Well, at least from like uh, the betting things for yards and stuff, it's still Joe Flacco. So I'm guessing Man, he's thought, he's a starter. Let's, let's take let's take a, a quick Google search right now. Sam Darnold. Oh God, won't start. Okay, okay. Honestly, that's oh. Is that an actual person? I don't even know what that means, bro. I literally don't even know if that's is that an actual person. I don't know what that means. If it is, he's he's over there, man. He's over there somewhere. Well, had to switch took, it up. You had finally to took down that garbage, huh? It'll be back up next week, just because he said it. Ah, uh, wait. So it's not Flacco starting for the Jets either. It's not. Who that, bro? Who is starting tonight for the Jets? All I know is if they somehow beat the Patriots, man. Listen, no. We're not we're not going to get into that because I I can't go through that. If the Patriots lose to the Jets tonight, I honestly might. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to switch over teams because you can't let that happen. You can't yeah, let it happen. I don't think I don't think the the Patriots are going to lose tonight though. Uh, I think their defense is going to play a little bit better, especially because it's the Jets. It's not like you really got to worry about too much on offense. I think they'll you know put. Uh, Stephon Gilmore over there on on Denzel Mims if he plays as Josh is in the Polar Express right now. <laughs> I always got trades every time we go live, bro. bro. Listen, I understand. I understand because it's Christmas time. You're trying to get into the Polar Express spirit. Yeah, dude, I love Christmas. Listen, as you should, as you should. Wow. Ooh. That Man. that Only- makes it even more interesting because. Now, if the Pagers lose, I'll I'll never even say the word again. Who is it? Like who? It's I guess it's this guy that he tried to say before. I guess his name is Pizzanotti. Was he at least good? I don't even. Hopefully, he was good in the XFL. Well, I mean, if you're playing for the Jets right now, I don't know how much talent you actually have. (laughs) Nah, man. But you know what? What do you what are you expecting from the Jets? Because let me tell you, I'm not really expecting too much. I don't think that this is going to be a very good game. Obviously, I'm going to watch because I'm a Patriots fan, and I live in New York, and it's football, so I have nothing better to do. But I don't know how this game is really going to go. I think the Patriots are going to play pretty well. Maybe you'll see uh, the former version of Super Cam show up tonight because you know the Jets have lost some people on defense. They've traded some people away as well. The you know their offense is is nothing to be scared of at all. And I think the Patriots will have a pretty good game plan against them. Maybe they'll make the third string quarterback see ghosts as well. But what are you expecting? No, I'm expecting the Patriots just to kind of blow them out. I mean, we kind of thought the same thing with the bills and jets too, though. And the bills wound up only winning by like eight. So it could be an interesting night, especially with the struggles the Patriots offense have been having, but the jets aren't really going to be able to move the ball to put up a lot of points. 
So I'm expecting the Patriots just kind of beat them down, that defense to, to pick it up from how bad they've been playing recently. So hopefully they don't just go out there and embarrass it because they, they really need this win to boost their confidence. I have a serious question here, and I've looked at other teams, and it's hard. But do you think that this Jets team is the worst team in NFL history? Yeah. I mean, the Browns have had some pretty bad teams, but the this Browns team, that's the thing. The Browns have had bad teams. Lions. And then the lot the Lions went 0-16. And um what's it was an expansion team. I think it was like the first year. Yes. The, the expansion bucket. Or the, the Bucks. No, no, no. The, the Bucks the first year. I think the Bucks went like a season and a half before they won their first game. Yeah, but no, this team like, is just god awful. I mean they're relying on Frank Gore, who's well out of his prime, to be the biggest part of that offense. They, the only yeah. good player they have is Jamison Crowder, really, and he can't carry the team from a wide out position. So I do think this is probably the worst team in NFL history from a coaching standpoint, a staff, oh. I mean, just the, how they played. It's it's awful. And you know the scariest part of all of this too for Jets fans. And I'm listen. If you are, I'm very very sorry. I don't know what. I don't know what went wrong in life for you to end up a Jets fan, especially after all of these years of just absolutely no. Oh, Alex, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to be you. Don't worry, nobody. <laughs> I'm I, I'm listen, but I don't have a hat on, so I can't be you anyway. You know what? I think next year we're gonna we should do a Halloween special. I'm dressing up as Alex. <laughs> do it. <laughs> but the scary thing for the Jets is. I've, you know, being in New York and listening to the local, you know, radio and sports stuff like that, it is not a surefire thing that Adam Gase is getting fired. It really isn't. You know, the Michael K show that makes sure, hey, listen, listen, make sure if you didn't listen to me and Josh's Don LaGreca interview that you go take a listen. It was some very good content. It's on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, everywhere. Just type in that, type in Blitz Boys and, and, and go listen to that. But, I was listening to their show, and they interviewed the, <laughs> yeah, live in Virginia, right, <laughs> right, right. Alex right. isn't even from Cal. Alex isn't even from California either. He's from like Oklahoma, but he just thinks he lives big. <laughs> He's got those duffel bags, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they they interviewed Joe Douglas, who's the GM of the Jets, and he did not, you know, make it a surefire thing that they that Adam Gase is going to get fired at the end of this year. And it's kind of funny listening to it because it's it's so weird. They also interview Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold blames you know himself, and we got to execute better, and we ask the players, we got to do this, we got to do that, blah 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 blah. And then they interview Joe Douglas, and Joe Douglas is, oh, I have to you know surround our team with more talent, blah blah blah, this that that. Neither one of them have blamed Adam Gase, and I truly don't understand how that's possible. You look at the Jets' offense, and everybody, you will see it tonight. They have to be the least innovative offense I have ever seen in my entire life. I don't care if you have bad skill position players, which they do. Like you said, besides Jameson Crowder, they don't really have anybody. We don't know what Denzel Mims is going to be yet. But they don't do anything. They come out in a formation, they run the play. There's no motions. There's no trickery. There's nothing. The Jets are terrible, and that has to start with Adam Gase. I don't care if your players are bad. Like I said, you have to do something. If you know your players aren't there, then it's about scheming. You look at Matt Nagy the first year 
with, with the Bears. It was a lot of smoke and mirrors type of offense because he knew, you know, maybe Mitch Trubisky can't really carry an offense like this. Why is that nothing what the Jets do? I don't know if it's do they believe in Sam Darnold? Do they not? Is is Adam Gase, you know, doing this on purpose? Because there's also been things of, you know, they're trying to get rid of all former players that was there before Adam Gase and and Joe Douglas took over, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know where you go from this. Where do you think the Jets go? Because I think you win, you lose this game. You have to – You listen, as a player, you're never going to purposely lose because you're going out there, especially in football, and putting your body on the line. But they lose this game to the Patriots, which I, I think that they obviously will. What's, what's your motivation to win? Because you can – because you then get the number one draft pick – and there's also things with that. It's do you keep Sam Darnold and trade the number one draft pick away? Because if you trade that number one draft pick, don't get me wrong, they need Trevor Lawrence because I don't think Sam Darnold is the answer. But you trade that number one draft pick, you're getting a absolute haul for that draft pick. You're getting, you know, probably multiple ones, maybe multiple twos, something in that range. So it'll be very interesting. I don't know how you how you feel about you know all that, Josh. I went on a little bit of a rant there, but you know. Oh, for no. the quality. Yeah, I mean, usually when teams play terrible, the coach is the first guy to get blamed. He's the escape goat. They're just like, oh, he's not running the team the right way, not calling the right plays. And if Adam Gase wasn't an offensive coach, I'd understand not blaming the offense on him. But that's why they brought him there, to make the offense better. And he hasn't done that at all. I mean, he wasted Le'Veon Bell's time there. He's making Sam Darnold look like an absolute bust. And – I feel like it's weird that they're not blaming him for anything. Like either he has some dirt on them that they just really that, don't want out. Bro, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like something. at what point? Nah, he has to have some pictures of Joe Douglas yeah, like doing some crazy things. It's, it's weird because, I mean, he'd be the easiest reason for them to suck. Like everyone knows it's because of his play calling and he's just not using this team the right way. But they're avoiding all the blame putting it on everything else but him. And I think, I don't know, I don't think Sam Darnold is is their answer, like you said, but I really don't want Trevor Lawrence's career wasted with the Jets because <laughs> he's going to be a star in the league, and if he's with the Jets, it's going to be an Andrew Luck situation, which no one wants to happen. But I think if they trade that pick, there's a lot of teams out there that would want that pick, that have assets that they could give them. So I think it'd be interesting, but... I don't see – Adam Gates is probably going to be the coach rest of the year because if they haven't even talked about firing him – I mean, I've heard talks of extending him over talks of getting rid of him, which is just crazy. Either they know something about him that we haven't seen yet, which I highly doubt because we saw what he did with the Broncos and now it's clear that that was because of the talent over there, not really his his play calling. And so I think – I hope he's gone after this if they extend him. That would be the worst coaching extension ever. Like that would just be awful. So I hope they get rid of him, but could be could be a chance. Oh, I'm 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 taking the offense. No, I'm the offense man. You're you're bugging right now. I am Have the you, offensive coordinator. No, absolutely not. My play my play calling on Madden no. is unbelievable. So I was just bring... Madden plays. We're gonna throw twenty yard bombs every down. And this that's is gonna not be true. It. And have no running game, you and you're, yeah, you're and you're just play. gonna blitz every play. That's why I'm not defensive coordinator because I'll run engage a every freaking down, bro. That's that's me. 
See, Alex, that. you no, nah, you can't be defensive coordinator because you would trip up. You would trip on the way into the stadium over your <laughs> cash flow. So we probably wouldn't <laughs> even be able to get you in there. We don't have enough. Fit. We don't have enough. Those see, see, fit. Josh, Josh, we don't have enough cap room to sign Alex. That's he why he wants too much money, dude. He's yeah. too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm still taking. I'm, no, you're listen. Well, we, we can discuss. Place. We can discuss this. You can make the time. playbook. You can make the playbook, and I'll throw that's it in the trash. That's not even fair. Then that's like the that's like getting, getting the ingredients and not being able to cook them. Yeah, dude, that's what we're doing. You're, no. you're just bring me the place. Bring me the. Pl- you can be the GM. How about that? You get the players, and you know what? I think you know. I'm not gonna lie See, to you. Hey, if any if any team is open, I think your boy would be a hell of a GM. With some of the trades I've pulled off in fantasy leagues and things like that, I think I could do it in the real world too. <laughs> I think I'm gonna need to be more of a baseball GM though, because there's no salary cap, and I like that's the expensive where I belong, things. Man. That's where I belong. Be a manager of a baseball team, dude. I'm good. Well, yeah, because a manager in baseball doesn't do anything, so you really would work there. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Alex, you're not wrong, but. You know what the thing is? It's dynasty. And like Brian Cashman of the Yankees said, I'm not here to win a championship. I'm here to win championships. <laughs> I'm building for the future, baby. But I think the Patriots are going to win tonight. I'm going to go with a score of 24 to 10. Josh, what do you think? My only prediction is Cam Newton has over 100 uh, yards rushing, has over 200 yards 100 passing. yards rushing? Dude, he's going to go crazy. He's going to go crazy. He puts up like 40 yards. He had like 70 yards against the Bills. I think this Jets team, he's probably going to have a long touchdown run at some point. Going to move the ball a lot. It's, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think I think the score will be something like 24-10 or something like you said. It'll, it'll be a blowout. Listen, I picked oh the Patriots God. when I truly think they're going to win. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am not. The Jets, good. Uh, if you couldn't pay me. I don't think Alex has enough money to pay me to pick the Jets. Oh, he has enough money to he, he gives me those double bags, bro. I'll pick the Jets. Pick them right now. No, nah, yeah, you know what? You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But <laughs> let's move on over to the Sunday games. We had a few interesting games for sure. We'll start off with Seattle and Buffalo. <laughs> it's it's getting into a situation. And listen, hey, we'll be me and me and Josh are back tomorrow on NFL Unwrapped. I'm going to try to beat my own record because, you know, you, people just can't take down the GOAT. They can't take down the GOAT, so I'm going to have to do it myself. I have a better record than you. I'll bet that. you live on air 20 bucks right now you don't. <laughs> no, I suck at picks, so I'm not going to take that. that. <laughs> I'm awful. But Seattle and Buffalo, you know, Russell Wilson kind of had a, had a rough game uh, during this one. But, you know, more looking at from Russell Wilson's side, this is – it's weird. It's almost like an Andrew Luck situation, but on defense. Like, they never surrounded Andrew Luck with, off, with you know, offensive linemen, so he was getting killed. Russell Wilson literally has to put up 40 points every week to even be competitive. So, did he have his best game? Absolutely not. So, you know, in the last three weeks he's had two, you know, things, and he's kind of probably letting the, the MVP lead – you know, down himself a little bit. Like it's not as, you know, high as it used to be, (laughs) you know, (laughs) listen, I'm just, I'm just smarter than the rest of them, smarter than the rest. But Russell Wilson, man, is is trying to do everything he can to will this team to victory. I truly think if you put 
any other quarterback, you know, obviously maybe besides Mahomes and, and you know, a top, top tier quarterback, you know, maybe a top three quarterback, the Seahawks might be one of the worst teams in football. They, oh, they're yeah. terrible. They legitimately have the worst defense in NFL history. Not the worst defense this year and in the last 10 years. No, no, no. In NFL history, they're terrible. How do you, how do you feel about it, Josh? I mean, I still – listen, I think Russell's still my MVP. Has he had some bad performances recently? Absolutely. But almost like Carson Wentz, uh, when you put this much pressure on your on your quarterback, you, there's going to be mistakes because in his head he has to be perfect. And, you know, when and I feel like when any athlete tries to be perfect, that, that's when they make their most mistakes. But what do you think? No, Russell Wilson's just carrying this team. They, <laughs> they have uh... – they have some good weapons outside, like Tyler Lockett and DK. They're no joke, but Russell Wilson is the only reason this team is in any situation at all to be competitive and be in the playoffs. And the Bills just completely – they had no problem moving the ball at all. That Seahawks defense is horrendous. It's Swiss cheese, as some would say. It's one of the best. <laughs> like five years ago, they were one of the best defenses in the league with the LOB, and, and now they're just awful. And it sucks, and I feel bad for Russell Wilson. Obviously, he's already got his one ring, but this is like his prime. He isn't going to get better than what he is right now because he's right now he's playing at an all-time high. So it's it sucks. I feel bad for him that they just they get him offensive weapons. He's got enough weapons, but that defense just. They can't I think stop if anything. the Seahawks draft anything for the next two years, other than offensive linemen. And defensive players, they should be fined a million dollars per draft pick. It's like they just sign old dudes out of their prime for defense and think that they're just going to magically come back and play. How Besides they Jamal Adams, what do they have? They have Bobby, Bobby Wagner, yeah, as well. Yeah, but, but even he's having a down year. He's not playing like he normally does, and it's just and Jamal Adams hasn't been in every game, and you can't expect those two dudes do a lot. They make a lot of tackles, make a lot of plays, but. We have no Imagine how bad they'd be without them. They'd be awful. They'd be terrible. And they're already terrible with them. That defense just, like, they can't stop anybody. And it just it sucks because that offense is, they're putting up numbers. They're putting up 30-plus almost every game. And then they're also having to make a fourth-quarter comeback every game. It sucks. And I just feel bad for them. <laughs> I guess uh, Alex is getting signed to the practice squad because there ain't no way Russell trusts you over DK and Tyler Lockett. But let's move over to the other side of the football, the team that they were playing in the Buffalo Bills. They're kind of a confusing team as well. We saw them against the Rams play very well. They struggled against the Patriots, and then they struggled against the Jets, and then they blow. They basically blew out the Seahawks for the first half of that game. They kind of made it interesting in the second half, but even then, every time it felt like Seattle was getting close, they inched away once again. I think that they're contenders. Because I, I think if you make the playoffs, you automatically have to be a contender. I don't really get into the, well, they're a contender, but they're not really a contender because I don't think they can win. Listen, if you're making the playoffs, you, you're you got to be considered a contender because that's what your end goal is, obviously, besides winning the Super Bowl. Unless you're in the now, NFC Josh, East. Unless you're well, the yeah. If, you, if you're in the NFC East, I hope – I still can't get over the fact – that they get to host a playoff game <laughs> against like the Seahawks or like the Cardinals. Like they're going to play a really good team. That's one. Like they are going games. to get Molly whopped mm-hmm. in it's whatever playoff game they play. 
I honestly think it might be they might lose by twenty. Giants at two and seven are still contending to win you know, the division. Ha, have you did you see the stats that the uh, C, not Seahawks the Steelers have a lower percent chance to win their division than the Eagles? That's so. That's the, the Steelers. The Steelers have a seventy-two percent chance to win their division, and the Eagles have a seventy-seven percent chance. That is so dumb. That is. I hate that. Listen, it depends <laughs> on how much. It depends on how much money the Bucks signed me for. Because if Tom needs some support, listen. It's um. Listen, I'll do. I'll do whatever for some bread. You know what I mean. But what, what can I say? But back over to the Bills. If Josh Allen's going to play like this, then they're obviously going to be a problem. But we go right back to what I said before. And you know what, Josh? I'm even going to prove myself right and you wrong here. I don't give Cam credit against the Seahawks. So I'm not even going to give it to Josh Allen. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, it's not because of that. It's because you guys always try to say that I don't give him credit. But I just want to prove I'm not giving Josh Allen credit either. If he did this against a great, you know, defense, if you want to do this against the Ravens, if you want to do this against the Bucs, even though last night they were trash, but we'll get to that as well. If you want to do this against a great defense, salute to you all for it, all praise to you. But, but he did it against the Seahawks. And to me, it, this is basically like handing your little brother the controller because he won't shut up and then just beating him by 100 points. That's what the Seahawks defense is. So while I'm impressed with Josh Allen and I'm and I'm you know and listen, shout out Josh Allen for playing. I I didn't I didn't know that until after the game that his grandmother died. So obviously shout out to Josh Allen. You know the thought the thoughts and everything go out to his family for sure because that's a horrible situation. But it's hard to give him you know all of the praise because it's the Seahawks. It it really really is. I don't know how where you fall on it if 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 I'm wrong in that situation, but. I think I think it's good that he played that well because I would have been more concerned if he played bad in that game than if he played like he did and played that well. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Let's let's it's... let's Michael Michael. <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, they're a very confusing team. We've seen them play really well. Like you said, it was the Seahawks defense, but they still they looked really good, and they played against some tough teams this year and had some great performances. But then they've also played some really bad teams and just looked like they're they're the old Bills. So I think they'll definitely be be a problem in the playoffs. Not a team you can can sleep on and just easily beat. They're they're tough to win against. But I don't know. I I get what you're saying about if you're in the playoffs, you're a contender. But I just I don't see them being able to beat teams like the Chiefs or the Ravens. I don't see them being able to to keep up with them while also going against some tough defenses. And uh, Josh Allen, he's after that performance Russell Wilson had. I think he had like two picks and two fumbles. He kind of put his name back into the MVP race. I don't think it's really a race because I think how Wilson started the season, he's just kind of way ahead of everybody. But he definitely proved that he's. He wasn't just like kind of good at the beginning and going back to his old ways. He's still really good, but it's who's got a motorcycle driving past my house. Yo, Josh, I don't know where you're living, but it sounds like GTA out there. <laughs> I swear, dude, I swear. But uh, no, the Bills, they're a really good team. They don't have much of a running game, though. Devin Singletary is kind of a dual threat, and 
and Zach Moss is he's nice, but I just don't see them as as real contenders. I he can be, bro. He's having a very underrated, amazing season. Well, Perry's coming in hot right now with some of these names. I'm not just not going to put Kamara in there. Alvin Kamara's definitely definitely got to be up there, bro. You're not Alvin. I mean, but then again, where was he last night? I, they, didn't need, they didn't need him. They didn't well, listen, need him. They did not need They could have had me out there at some point, and it would have. I, you know what? I might have to put Kamara five only because Cook missed those games. Cook's on page though. Going he's on pace. I think Caleb put it in the in our chat before, but I think he's on pace for like twenty six touchdowns. That's crazy. He just like, and he missed. He missed two games. That's crazy. He's like that's that's unbelievable. I, listen, hey, if you want to get into a, a running back and wide receiver and quarterback debate, you know, Josh, one of these days we're gonna have to all, we're gonna each have to do our top fives at, at some of these positions and see how heated that gets. One of these days we're gonna end up doing this. Maybe, maybe you know, when there's a pause in in, in the NFL season, like the Pro Bowl weekend or some something like that, even though they're not having the Pro Bowl, which who really cares? Because nobody watches it anyway. It sucks now, dude. Pro Bowl is so boring now. You know what? You're not wrong. Pro Bowl is just god-awful. But now we're moving on over to the Dolphins and Arizona, as Perry was talking about Kyler Murray before. But it's two a time, baby. And after, you know, the first game, it was kind of, you know, people started pausing on, on the Tua hype, which I don't really understand. It was against the Rams. They're, they're a pretty solid defense. They have Aaron Donald, who can literally kill a man with his bare hands. Listen, you can pause on this all you want. When Aaron Donald, when the, when the Rams, everybody be posting pics of Aaron Donald, like, you know, just buffed out on the practice field shirtless. I'm like, bro, how are you an actual person? <laughs> yeah, bro. He's dude's like, bro, dude's like 300 pounds with abs. Yeah, he's, he's jacked. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's unfair, dude. And the fact that he's athletic too, like he's freaky athletic and, just overpowers every offensive lineman. He has no problems, no problems at all. He's probably the defensive player of the year. Again, again. But, you know, Tua looked very, very good in this game. I believe he had two touchdowns. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Michael said, I just need the abs. Yeah, that, that's that's the difficult part, Michael. I'm right there with you. I got everything else. It's not the abs, you know, especially these good looks. But <laughs> um, Tua played pretty well. This was a very entertaining game. It was back and forth. I thought that the Cardinals were going to win this game, but the thing that I underrated was the Dolphins' defense, and that's kind of something I want to get into as well. They had that scoop and score fumble, but other than that, you know, their defense is is, is pretty solid. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and I think this is just proves what correct coaching does. Because listen, we can get back to the game tonight. The Jets hired Adam Gase. The, like right after he was fired from Miami. Brian Flores is in Miami, and look how fast this turnaround is compared to what the Jets are right now. They can be in the playoffs. Like, they that's how good they're absolutely can be in the playoffs right now. And with, if two is going to play like this, you know, they already <laughs> – yo. <laughs> but if two is going to play like this, you know, I heard Steve Young – uh, talking already, and he said that Tua has the it factor, and I don't know how much you know stock you put in the it factor and things like that. But if if you have a legend like Steve Young saying that you're, you're pretty good, I'll take that any day of the week. 
So Tua looks pretty impressive. Miami's defense looks pretty good. What did you, what did you think of of Tua's performance? Because that's the other thing too. He showed a little bit of mobility. He took one hit that I was that kind of you know cringed at a little bit when he, it was like he got sandwiched when before instead of sliding. So that scares me a little bit, especially with all with the injury history. But with Tua looking good, how are you feeling about him? No, I think I I really didn't expect him to play this well in this first because he didn't do too much against the Rams, but no one really does with Aaron Donald in their face the whole game. Oof. But he he played really well, and even though the Cardinals defense isn't the best. I mean, he's only starting in his second game and he kept up with one of the best offenses in the league. And I thought I was impressed with him. I wasn't too high on Tua coming into the draft. And Same. I'm still upset that Fitzpatrick's on the bench, but he's Tua is impressing me. He played really well yesterday, showed a lot of composure. And like you said, I was really glad to see him use his legs because he's he's a mobile quarterback and he, he showed that it came up huge for them late game, that scramble he had that they really needed. He, he played really well, so I'm impressed with them. But that defense is just playing out of their mind right now. And I think everyone was a little skeptical because they just went and signed everybody, used all their Everybody. Just signed everyone they could for defense, and everyone was kind of like, why are they doing this? Like, what's the point? And now it's, it's kind of paying off for them. They're in contention to be in the playoffs, and that defense is looking amazing. I mean, shut down to completely – like a really good Rams offense. They completely shut them down, didn't let them do anything. Took a lot of plays away from from Kyler and them, forced to fumble early in the game. So I'm just impressed overall with this whole Dolphins team. And like you said, everybody seems to get better when Adam Gase leaves. Everyone everybody. I mean, it's they just are in a better situation when he's gone. So I'm impressed with what Brian Flores has done with the team and I could easily see them being in the playoffs and giving someone a, a tough matchup. Yo, Adam Gase's wife is about to divorce him and turn into a 10 because everybody gets better <laughs> when they leave. <laughs> but moving over to the other team, I think the Cardinals are pretty solid. And, you know, you wrote in the in our document a good, a good question that I, that I kind of go back and forth with of are the Cardinals good or are they still a few years away? And I think if you paired this offense up with, like, the 15th or so best defense in the league, you know, straight mediocre, like right slap dab in the middle. I think that they would be a very, very good team, but I just don't trust their defense enough. They don't have enough playmakers on their defense. Obviously, I say Isaiah Simmons came up uh, that week. They played Seattle with, with that key interception in overtime, but they lost Chandler Jones for the year. They They just don't have that much talent on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that maybe next year or the year after when, you know, people like Isaiah Simmons, they get Chandler Jones back, they add more draft picks to that defense. I think that's when they really start competing for things. But right now they're still a playoff team for sure. But I don't know where I rank them. That's the hard part. They're, I don't think that they're a top 10 team. I also don't think that, you know, they're in the bottom tier. I think that they're – Pretty mediocre, but it's not the offense's fault. And, you know, like Perry was saying before, I don't know where you rank it, but, I mean, this is when Perry was talking about the MVP race, but Kyler Murray is is real good. And I didn't know what to expect out of him because, like I said, I don't watch college football, so it is not for me. I just know that he almost played baseball and that he's very, very short. But that – all the skeptics that were coming out, uh, you know, about him before the draft with him being short and 
they get into hand size and all this dumb stuff. He's proven everybody wrong right now. And I think that baseball background is coming back and, and absolutely helping him because you might be a professional athlete, but I've seen some NFL players try to slide and it's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. It's just terrible. It's, it's like they've never they've never seen anybody slide in their entire life. But you got Kyler Murray out here, you know, dodging dodging people around. He, he's quick too. He is real real quick. And then he just slides just like his baseball, or he runs out of bounds. That's the difference that I've had with Murray and somebody like. And you're gonna get annoyed with me, Cam Newton, who I feel like Cam always took the hits, and Kyler always seems to just get out of the way. Like I've I never have seen Kyler for as much as he runs just get demolished yet. Ever. Which is very, very surprising because you know, with him being small, if one of these, you know, dudes come and lay him out, it might be, you know, very, very interesting to see. But where what are you your thoughts on Kyler and how you know how far away do you think they are? Because like I said, I think if you gave them a mediocre defense, they would be pretty solid. But their defense just does not have the talent for your, your boy to, you know, write them yet. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that this offense is is one of the best in the league with Hopkins out there. Christian Kirk, I think he's in the perfect role for his career being a number two receiver. I think that's where he belongs. Fitz, he had a good game. It's And they have a running game now, Chase Edmonds, because Kenyon Drink is he's not what he was supposed to be for them. And now Chase Edmonds is really stepping up. So that offense definitely isn't the problem. Obviously, they need some more linemen. So Kyler Murray doesn't have to run for his life. Even though he can, he's he's a super athlete and, and can use his legs all the time, but they definitely need to protect him more. But that defense, I think they're still a few years away until we can call them like contenders or are up in that top five kind of are they top five team. I think that Patrick Peterson's on the back end of his prime. Buda Baker's played great this year, but that's about it for them. And losing Chandler Jones was huge after the year he had last year. He was amazing for them last year, but – I think they need to boost that linebacking core, get some more pass rushers, and get another corner. And then I think that team could be could be contenders. But right now, with how young and and bad that defense has been this year, it's I, I don't think they're they're quite yet. But they have Kyler, they have D Hop locked up for a few more years. So I think they're just they're a couple pieces away, but I don't think they're there yet. Now it was a hot take last week that I said. Lamar might have hit his ceiling. Right now, you're taking Kyler or Lamar? Hmm. Because I'm taking Kyler. I'm taking Kyler. I'll take him for the future as well. I'd I'd probably lean towards Kyler. I think it's a tough call. I don't think there's really a wrong answer. Both are really good. Well, for you, there is because apparently you're a Lamar hater too, but. (laughs) <laughs> I, I would probably go with Kyler too, just because he already has the throwing ability. That's not something that, like, obviously accuracy he needs to work on a little bit more, but he has the arm strong enough to make those deep balls. We've seen it all year, and I'd probably lean towards Kyler just because of, like, what you said. He's so smart with sliding, knowing when to get out of bounds, avoiding hits. And Lamar's smart with that too, but Kyler, I've just, I've, I think I've rarely seen him get tackled other than when it's a sack. So I'd probably lean towards Kyler. I'm going with Kyler, but we'll move on. And, Josh, I'm going to let you take this one away because it's your boys, your squad. What happened to your Panthers? Panthers-Falcons yesterday, what happened? Well, take take the floor. Well, I thought we played really well. 
got McCaffrey back, and he he had a monster game. I mean, all the betting. No, shout out my boy for, for fantasy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We first week back, thirty nine points. Sorry, I mean, dude, I just had to had to say that. Dude, just the fact that like like the player props were like fifty yards rushing and like forty yards receiving. Like those the disrespect. Were so- they were so easy to take. Exactly. I was like, dude, he's definitely going to top those. And he wound up with like 90 receiving yards, like 60 plus rushing yards, two touchdowns. But now he might be out next week with a shoulder injury. So that kind of sucks. Right when we get him back, he's he's out. But we played really well. I mean, obviously our offense is our strong suit. And Teddy Bridgewater made some amazing plays. That diving for the first down was just that was crazy. Risky, but it paid off. And we, we kept up with them all game. Our defense kind of had a good start to the game, played really well, but towards the end, they just sort of fell off. Sam Franklin, he's had a rough past couple of weeks, being put into a bigger role with some injuries, and he played pretty well in this game. He had some key defensive stops, had some pass breakups that came up huge for us. And uh, Brian Burns is a star. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league, dude. I mean, he came up huge on a read option, tackled Mahomes for like a 10-yard loss. But our two-minute drill offense is the ugliest thing I have seen in my entire life. I'm so happy you brought that up. I mean, Mike Davis caught the ball like four times at the line of scrimmage on the first like four plays. And I'm like, dude, what are we doing? We had DJ Moore wide open on one of them, burnt the corner, touchdown, take the lead with like 50 seconds left. But no, Teddy just goes with the check down again. And then we have to settle for a 67-yard field goal to try to win the game. And I love Joey Slide. Dude's got a, <laughs> got a leg. He almost hit a 65-yarder to tie it with the Saints in another game where our two-minute drill was awful. So I think, I mean, Joe Brady's a great play caller. I mean, what he did with Joe Burrow. Talk about it a lot, how this offense is really good with him. And hopefully he doesn't take a head coaching job because I'd love to see him, see him here for a while. But... We just got to be better in those clutch situations. I mean, the fact that we were in the game against the Chiefs, I picked them to win because they're my guys. And so I, I didn't really expect it, but we were right there. We had a lot of opportunities to do it. We got the crucial stop, but we needed it. And we just couldn't move the ball. Well, it's like we chose not to move the ball. It's like we just decided we were going to run just flat routes the whole game. And I, I was impressed with us overall from the game. Curtis Samuel had a great game. He had like 10 catches and a touchdown, so he played really well. It's just I like to see more in the clutch situation. But overall, I was I was proud of our guys. We played really well. Yeah, you know what, Josh? I'm going to make you proud real quick. This was actually the game that I watched. Hey. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was CMC's return, who was definitely my favorite non- well, actually, I can't say that anymore because Brady's not a Patriot. But my favorite, you know, non-Patriot, non-Tom Brady player. But he's he's incredible to watch. I, I didn't even know that those were his props. I wish I had seen that because I absolutely would have taken them. The disrespect, so, to, the disrespect to McCaffrey is just unbelievable. Like rushing attempts, too. I'm like, bro, what are they no. doing? Honestly, Alex, I think it's the Panthers. Yeah, we're better right now. We are. We are I, I really – and that's – and listen, everybody's going to say, you're not a Patriot fan. But <laughs> I don't care. It's – listen, if you have McCaffrey – I don't think anybody on the Patriots could, could cover McCaffrey. I really don't. No. And then Robbie and Curtis Samuel and DJ 
And then we just know how bad the Patriots, you know, offensive weapons are. So (laughs) don't even got to worry about that. As long as you can tackle Cam Newton, you're fine because nobody else is getting open. But that's it. That's a different thing. Alex, you know, I might have to actually start paying attention. That's the only, mo- that's the only props I made money on. Shout out Brandon Cooks for dropping three passes. Did he really? He had three catches. All I needed was five. Dropped a, dropped a few of them. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing that I really wanted to focus on. I'm happy you brought it up because I was watching that game, and I'm shocked that they're in the game. I was like, wow, you know, they're really keeping up with the Chiefs and, and blah, 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 this, that, and the third. McCaffrey's playing well. Their defense is looking solid. And I really thought that they had a shot at that two-minute drive. And three plays into it, I knew it was not happening. Listen, if you're Mike Davis, I have no idea, not an absolute clue in the world what you're doing. He caught the ball in the middle of the field three times, and at least once, maybe twice, he could have gotten out of bounds. There was one where he was running to to the sideline and then cut back inside. I'm like, bro, you got no timeouts left. What are you doing? that he runs hard, fights for every yard. But, dude, you got to know the situation. No timeouts. 50 seconds left. No, like, if this is if this is the second quarter with eight minutes left, bravo, Mike Davis. You're doing great. Get out of bounds. I don't think we got out of bounds once that drive. Not once. And, and you know, like you said, it set up that long field goal, which, by the way, I'd also like to make this statement. Kickers are, you know, barely people. But <laughs> Sly, Sly is – officially my favorite i don't know what it is dude looks like a badass though it's the beard the chats you don't look like a kicker like they they he took his helmet off and i saw like the beard and the tats and he was jacked i was like bro this dude should be playing (laughs) linebacker right now that was that would have been the longest field goal in nfl history yeah i know back-to-back weeks they're trying to make him blow his leg out dude what are we doing and the the thing that had to kill you, I know it had to. That last play before they tried to kick the field goal, they I I thought they were going to convert it. See, I thought they were going to convert it. I thought it was a pick at first. Like I saw the quick throw and I saw the corner come crashing down, dude. I'm like, oh well, there's the game. He's about to take it to the house. And then it goes over him. I'm like, bro, he's going to catch it, get out of bounds. This a makeable field goal? Nope, incomplete. Sixty-seven yard attempt. <laughs> That was just... That's and they're, I mean, don't get me wrong though. I don't know if he would have made that because that field goal wasn't even close. No, nah, dude, he shanked that. He shanked <laughs> he, that. <laughs> he pushed that field goal yeah, about ten yards to the right. Yeah, the wind in his favor too, and just completely gone. Yeah, it was that. It was definitely a uh, interesting development to say the least. But it was a fun game for sure. The Panthers play pretty well. Don't worry, Josh. You'll get there one of these days. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you, my guy. Because I, you know, I want to see you happy. Listen, man, I'm, I'm happy. We, we played well. The fact that we were in that situation and we weren't just looking to put some points on the board, I'm happy. We're in a winning situation. I mean, obviously, I hate losing all these stupid close games, but I'm okay with it, I guess. Well, it's funny you speak of close games because. If you told me this game was going to be close at the beginning of the week, I probably would have told you to check out a doctor. But this, you know, this is for Alex too. Pittsburgh and Dallas was a very, very interesting game. I don't know what the line ended up being. I think it got to like 14 before the game started. And not in one single moment was anybody who picked the spread on that game for Dallas scared. 
I don't know yeah. what the hell happened. I, I, I mean, I kind of do know because this happens a lot, especially with, you know, good teams playing bad teams. They kind of just look ahead and think, you know, oh, you know, we're going to end up winning. This doesn't really matter. But that game was very, very close. I mean, the, the Dallas started someone named Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, that sounds good, like, bro, that good. sounds like somebody from a, a iCarly. Killed it in the XFL, though. He was, he was one of the best players in the XFL. But obviously, that doesn't mean anything. It's the XFL. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he almost handed the Steelers a fat L. A fat L. I mean, they obviously didn't end up doing it. But with this performance, I, I listen, I'm not too worried about the Steelers. I mean, we can get into it if you want. I still think that they're a very, very good team. Now, where I rank them in the in – the, AFC, you know, it's it's this is bad because I really almost said AL thinking about baseball, but the AFC, I think that they're probably three. I know that they're A and O, and I know that they beat the Ravens. I'm still taking the Chiefs and Ravens over them. I I am. Yeah, I, I don't know how, how you feel. No, I mean, like I think they're obviously A and O. They're really good. They've had a great year. Beat some solid teams, but. I just I don't know. It's just there's I can't even explain Isn't why. It, doesn't it feel that's what I was doesn't it feel like there's just something missing? Like it's kind of the same thing with the Titans too. Like they're really good and like last year played really well. Derrick Henry's a beast, but there's just something they don't have that the Chiefs and no, the Honestly, and this is completely my fault. I'll tell you what it is for the Steelers for me. Hmm. I'm so used to Big Ben, yeah, sure. But when I hear the Steelers and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon aren't there anymore. It still doesn't make sense to me. Like it, li- like I know I, I obviously know Juju because you know he's just entertaining to watch. You know on and off the field, he's that man is a cl- absolute clown. But it's so weird. I feel like the name just the name value just isn't there yet. Obviously, they have Claypool, they have Juju, they have uh, Johnson, they have everybody. They got. Listen, the Steelers are a wide receiver factory. Every single wide receiver they've ever picked is is gross. Hey, Bill, Bill, I'm I'm begging you, go steal. Because it's not. That's what what I'm saying, bro. I'm telling you right now, bro. I'm telling you right now. If I was the Patriots, I would triple the contract of whatever wide receiver scout the, the Steelers have. And be like, please, for the love of God, come work for us. But that's a different problem for a different day. It, I feel like for me, the Steelers, it's just the name value still isn't there. Besides Big Ben and, you know, Minka, it's just something just doesn't stick. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know if it's because on the defense, I'm so used to, you know, James Harrison and all these, you know, big ass dudes. And now it's TJ Watt. And, you know, over on offense, it's not Antonio Brown. It's Chase Claypool and Juju. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if that even makes sense. But that's what it is for me. I don't know how it is for you. No, I mean, for me, like, I don't know. I just don't trust them. Like, <laughs> like, I don't trust them the way I would trust the Chiefs or Ravens in big games. Like, this wasn't even a big game, and they just looked awful in the first half. Couldn't do anything. I mean, that Cowboys defense is awful. awful. You tell me, you're 7-0 team. Big Ben has two-plus touchdowns in almost every game this year, and you couldn't put up points on the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I just – I don't trust them. I just – I don't know. And listen, another thing about the the Steelers is I know he's a great story and I truly am rooting for him. James Conner got to go. 
He's he's so inconsistent. So inconsistent. Like I really thought this man was gonna be something after that first year. Because it's weird for running backs, it's not like, oh, we have tape on you now we can stop you. That's more of a quarterback thing. Where has he been since that first year? Well, I mean, he's had like some solid games, but nothing stands out. Like he's no. he's not a workhorse running back like Le'Veon Bell was. And they need someone like that with Big Ben back there. And it's just, I don't know, I agree. I, I don't think he's he's the answer for them. But we'll, we'll go over to the Cowboys. I think that they still have a chance to win the division because it's so bad. It's it's just, We talked about it before. It's terrible. Don't get me wrong. I still think the Eagles are going to win because I think they still have the best quarterback in the division. And listen, as much as he struggled as well, that kind of still matters. So I'm going to go with the Eagles to win this division, but I definitely think the Cowboys have a shot. Do you? Yeah, I definitely do. I'm still so confused why they started Danucci that one time. Like I, I think it's probably because of the Mike McCarthy connection. And he was probably just like, hey, I kind of know this kid. Let's see how he does. But like we were talking about Kyler sliding. Danucci like did a cannonball into the ground <laughs> when he tried to slide, dude. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And Garrett Gilbert, I mean, they got weapons out there and he was letting it loose. He was giving it to him. And I think that's all they really need out of a quarterback right now is just to get the ball to these guys on the outside. Like when Michael Gallup caught a pass in the first quarter, he almost looked like surprised that he actually got the ball. And I think they just need someone to just sling the rock, get it out there, because Zeke is not doing anything for them. So they just they don't have Dak anymore. Andy Dalton, who knows? I think he might be dead. But they just need someone to get the ball out there to guys like CD and Amari. And Gilbert did that. So I think they do have a chance to win the division especially with how inconsistent the Eagles are and all their injuries and Wentz is running for his life every play. So that division is still wide open. The Giants still have a chance to do it. This is one hell of a question. Oh, Do I th- – listen, I think the Cowboys are going to end up giving Dak a deal. I st- I'm still not sold on it. I don't know what Dak can do. For- listen, here's my problem. I think that's what it is. You look at his numbers against teams that are above 500, he is not good. It's not my opinion. It is a legitimate fact that he is not good. Now, you play teams last year, like the Dolphins, who were terrible last year in the beginning of the season, and you know teams like that, where through the first four weeks, oh, Dak for MVP, and then later on in the season, they were playing good teams and, and losing. I think with all the talent they have, the fact that they haven't won the division every year is, is something on him. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not as much of a Dak hater like you. I think oh, he's. I think he's really good. I think he's still a franchise quarterback. I, he does deserve a lot of the blame for their lack of success. I mean, he came into the league and wasn't expected to be a star, and it was just amazing that first year from the first preseason game. But he's kind of been underwhelming in big games, like you said. When they when they play really good teams, he can't keep up with them, even if they don't have a great offense. And it's just, I think they'll give him a deal. I don't think they really have a choice. What are the options? Him or you give Andy Dalton a long-term contract? Because I don't think the quarterback market's too huge. Unless they go in the draft, get Trey Lance or someone. I don't know. I mean, Hey, listen, with how bad this division is, they really might have a chance to get you know a high draft pick like that. Matt yeah. obviously disagrees that they have to pay Dak, but listen, the other thing is I think if you're some of the NFC teams, you really want the Cowboys to pay Dak because 
I think you look at his first season, everything was perfect around him. And that's when he was good. They had the best offensive line. Zeke was that was probably maybe his first or second best year. That's you know their wide receiver core was still good. That's when Dak was at his best. Now things have started to deteriorate. Zeke lost a step. You have offensive linemen out. Blah blah blah. This that. And now they're not winning as much. So I think everything has to be perfect for Dak to be really really good, which is why I'm I've always been hesitant to to pay him. But you said the word before. And moving on to our next segment, this has been a great word to use, inconsistent. But I'm hoping that me and you both had a bounce-back week. Let us go to our predictions recap. How did we do, Josh? Please, after last week, we got to have done better. Am I right? We definitely did better. Not like like we had a huge week. We all struggled. You and Alex finished with uh, the same record at 7-5. and And I went five and seven, so just a couple risky picks on my part. So it was, I, yo, Josh, how tall are you? Five nine, bro. Slot receiver. Oh yeah, bro. You know I got them burners. You, you definitely my, you like my DN, bro. That's that's where you'd be. You know what? I respect that. I respect that. But uh, you and Alex finished the same record, seven and five. Now your total record is 81, 38, and 1, and I'm 64, 55, and 1. So, hey, you know what? I might be winning by a very, very large margin, but I am just proud because you are not negative. If you, had a, if you had a negative record, I'd really clown you. I, I would have to. I, I wouldn't have a choice. Close a couple if more. You end, bro, if you end the season negative, I'm coming at your neck on the last show. <laughs> nah, dude. I I don't know. I'd be too risky with these picks, man. Like I don't even remember well, some of the We're gonna figure out where you're gonna go with some of these picks because now think. it is time for our week 10 predictions. Obviously, me and Josh are gonna go down the list of games. We're gonna keep, you know, we usually try to keep it quick, maybe you know, a couple sentences on why we think each team is gonna win, but we will start it off here with Thursday Night Football. We have the Colts and the Titans. I'm going to end up going with the Titans on this one. I just think that they're a little bit better of a team. And I don't know. I think uh, Derrick Henry about to just demolish them. And I will never trust the noodle of uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers is washed. That offense can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's done. I'm definitely taking the Titans. We move it on over to the Texans and Browns. I think that this is going to be a pretty close game, but I don't know how true this is because I saw it on the on the ESPN Fantasy app because I traded for him. Nick Chubb might be back. So if Nick Chubb comes back and that run game gets even better, I think it'll be easier, but I think either way I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. See, man, these are those picks where I'm like, dude, Texans are playing well since Bill O'Brien's been gone. But the Browns have been good all year. So, I mean, I'm going to go with – no, I'm going to go with the Browns. Okay. Okay, I respect – see, you know, I wouldn't even have been mad if you were going for the Texans, but I honestly think Miles Garrett might have six sacks in this game. Oh, no question. He might kill somebody. Next up, we got the Washington football team and the Lions. Now – Going into it, it might have been a little easier, but the Lions looked like hot garbage last week. Even with that being said, I still think I'll go with the Lions because I will never trust a team without a name. 
Well, you know, Alex Smith is, is going to be full-time starter this game. Well, listen, Alex Smith for comeback player of the year. That's no problem. No, ain't no big deal. I, I'm going to go with the Lions, too. Matt, I think they just played like dog crap because Matthew Stafford was literally by himself all week and then showed up Sunday to play. So, I don't know. Next up. We are gonna go. Actually, no. Before we talk about this game, we got to talk about last night real quick because I didn't. I didn't even realize that we didn't talk about last night's game. But the Bucks <laughs> looked absolutely terrible. I don't know boy. what the hell happened. I know. I know that my boy Josh over here, wait over here, hosted the recap all by himself. Oh my god! Look Check at you, Josh. You're <laughs> moving up in the world. Yeah, man, it was it was a great show. Me, myself, and I were were all hosts that night, and it was it's a good show, man. You know what? I watched some of it. You did great. I don't care what I don't care what you say. I'm not avoiding it. Listen, I don't know what the hell happened last night. Three interceptions, no touchdowns, 209 yards. I legitimately thought I I'm not lying to. You. I might have lost basically every prop bet because I bet Brady's over on passing yards. Antonio Brown touchdown, Gronk touchdown. Like I did a lot of of Buck stuff, and nothing happened because they were terrible. Yeah, dude, I had I had Gronk to score, and then had Bucks minus six and a half. Had a oh yeah. Score. By the way, I had yeah I had the Bucks money line for a, a parlay, so dude, that, <laughs> that went real well. So ugly, man. It was lesson learned. Never bet against the all-white unis of the Saints, man. Just don't. Yo, let me tell you something. I'll forever say Chargers, Powder Blues are, are the best ever. Yo, Chargers are up there. I mean, not Chargers. The Saints, all-whites, beautiful. Yeah, Whoever came up with the white and gold design, shout out. Shout, shout them out because they're doing a great job. But we'll get back to our predictions. Bucks and Panthers, I know who you're going to go with. But I'm going to go with the Bucks, especially because now McCaffrey's not playing again. Yeah, I think the Bucks crapped the bed last night because they were looking forward a week ahead and were just so scared <laughs> about what they got to face this week, man. How are they going to stop Teddy B? CMC plays, dude, they're done for. So I'm, I'm going with my guys, dude. This is going to be a good one. Yo, angry Tom Brady showing up and throwing for five touchdowns. I'm <laughs> calling it. Then we move on over to a game that, like I say, usually nobody should watch unless you're a fan of the team. It's the Eagles and the Giants. I'm going to go with the Eagles just because I I don't know. The Giants just aren't good, and I think the Eagles have a better quarterback. But it is officially 2020 because Daniel Jones did not have a, a turnover last week. The oh, yeah. second game of his entire career without a turnover. So... Shout out my boy, but I'm still going with MVP Carson Wentz. You know the vibes. I'm going with the Giants here, man. They've looked good the past couple weeks, and I think they're going to get in Carson Wentz's face, put up more points than he's going to be able to. Probably going to come down to the wire, though, just like all the NFC East games do because they all just suck. So, But I'm going with the Giants. I think they're going to get the win. Next up, we got Packers and Jags. I'm going with the Packers by probably 30 yeah, bro, but Jake Lutton played good, like against. No, you're not wrong. I mean, that Texans defense is pretty bad, but he played good. He came up clutch, had a crazy weird run, had the worst spin move I've ever seen in my life, but somehow and it still worked. Yeah, he somehow got it. It, it was it was an interesting game, but now the Packers are gonna gonna destroy them. 
Then we have a game that I think is going to be very fun to watch. It is the Bills and the Cardinals, two teams we talked about earlier that we're not really sure, you know, how how good they truly are. I'm going to go with the Bills because I think their defense will do enough to, you know, give give the Cardinals offense some trouble and I think that the Cardinals, you know, defense is just god awful and Josh Allen's going to play pretty solid. Stephon Diggs, you know, is going to have a nice game as well. Listen, fun fact here, Josh Allen is third in uh, uh, passing yards this year. So he's doing pretty well. I don't know. This is another one where I really think it could go either way. I think it'll be a close one. See, Matt, I kind of want to go with that. But the Bills have played really well the past couple weeks. So I think I'm going to go with the Bills. I respect it, Josh. I respect it. Now we got the Chargers and the Dolphins. I can't wait for this game for the simple fact it's Herbert versus Tua. <sighs> this is kind of hard for me because I think Herbert is the better quarterback right now. But they find a way to lose every single game. Gosh. And the Dolphins defense is playing very well. With all that being said, I'm going with the Chargers. Screw it. <laughs> hey, man, you made a mistake there. They they are cursed. Somehow they just are not allowed to win. I mean, even yesterday, it was a clear and obvious drop, but it just seems like every game it's like. Can we <laughs> talk about that real quick, though? You have Keenan Allen, who Justin Herbert might be in love with because, listen, I see it on my fantasy. I see it on my fantasy team. I've never seen target share like Keenan Allen has. And instead of, you know, trying to get the ball to him on him running around one of the better route runners, I know it's close to the goal line. You can't do too much. Yeah, let's run two goal line fades in a row. You're doing tight great ends. there. Tight ends yeah. that aren't even Hunter Henry. Like, it was – I don't even know the decision-making there. I would have rather them run QB sneak every play. Literally. Like, it just didn't make sense. It almost worked, but, no, it's too risky. I just – I don't understand that. But in this game, I am definitely going with the Dolphins. That defense is really good, and I just do not trust picking the Chargers because it probably just ends in heartbreak. Next up, we have the Broncos and Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I think that they're just a little bit better, especially with the injuries the Broncos have suffered this season. Yeah, I can see this being an interesting game, though. (laughs) I mean, Raiders are good, not great. And kind of same thing with Denver. Like you said, they got all those injuries, but they've somehow put together some good games. But I'm I'm also going with the Raiders. Now we have the Seahawks and Rams, a nice NFC West matchup. I'm going to go with the Seahawks because, like I said, I refuse to bet against Russell Wilson. Yeah, the Rams are actually favored in this game because of how bad oh, I Seattle saw that. Oh, I saw that. Too. Like a little bit heavily. And, um. Uh, I gotta try to get a sneaky win here. I'm going with the Rams, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to, but they might get it. <laughs> now we have the Steelers and the Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Steelers because I think they saw what happened last week and they won't take the Bengals so lightly this week and are going to absolutely demolish Joe Burrow. Yeah, I feel bad for Joe in this one. He's gonna have a real long night of TJ Watt in his face. So definitely going with the Steelers. We got the 49ers and Saints. We obviously saw what the Saints did last night, and we know how injured the 49ers are, so I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Saints here. I mean, even if Garoppolo and Kittle were playing, I'd probably still pick the Saints with them having basically all their guys back now. 
Then we go to Sunday night football, and I'm sad to announce it's the Patriots and Ravens because I'm going to have to watch my team get demolished on uh, Sunday night football for the whole world to see. Now, demolish might be a, a strong word because I will always have faith in, in, in you know Billy B over there, but I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens, and I know you guys will say I'm a Patriots hater, but listen, I'm just realistic here. They oh, lost last pick. year. They lost. They lost last year to them, and I think that not by much. They were better because at least they had all their defensive pieces last year. I think that they're gonna they're gonna take a take a solid L in this game. Unfortunately, even though, like I said, Lamar has hit his ceiling, and I stand by it. <laughs> Two quarterbacks, Connie hates in this game. So I don't hate Lamar. I just think he hit his ceiling. Right, whatever you say, man. I'm also going with the Ravens. I think they're just. Too good, and the Patriots don't really have anyone besides Cam. Yeah, if Cam even counts, <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then we wrap it up with Monday Night Football: the Vikings and the Bears. Uh, I'll go with the Vikings just because Dalvin Cook has turned into you know Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, all into one. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Vikings, too. I mean, their defense is probably going to make it tough for Cook to have another 200-yard game, which is weird because it's always tough to have 200-plus yards. But he's he's been doing it the past couple of weeks. Foles is garbage. That offense cannot do anything. So I'm definitely going with the Vikings. Listen, Alex, as much as I don't like you, we both went with the Steelers because I think Joe Burrow might be you know, carry on. Steelers. Yeah, I yeah, listen, I would even think about I would even take the spread in this game because I think the Steelers are gonna no, destroy not. them. Said the same thing about the Cowboys, man. And but see, that's the thing. I think they looked ahead because they thought that they were so bad, but I don't think they're gonna do that now because of the Steelers game. So I think that they're gonna end up killing them. I'm done with it, man. I'm retiring. That will wrap up our week 10 predictions. We'll come back next week, see uh see how it goes. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I listen. I got to get on a little bit of a hot streak. I started out so well in the beginning of the year, so well, and I, I've cooled off a little bit. Obviously, I haven't cooled down as much as Josh because you know I'm still ahead. <laughs> but we will see for sure. Now, real quick, because I, you know, we don't want to go too too long here. You know, we got to watch this Monday Night Football game as well. But a little NBA talk. The Warriors have the number two pick, and obviously, you know, Steph is going to come back. Clay's coming back. They still have Draymond. I don't know how their bench is looking. They have Andrew Wiggins as well. I don't know what they'll end up doing with him. But your opinion, Josh, they trade number two pick. You pick somebody with that, or do you trade it for somebody, you know, maybe package number two pick somebody else together, try to get you, uh, I don't know if it's a superstar, but, you know, definitely somebody that's going to help you win. I think it, I don't think there's really a bad decision for them to make because if they do take someone with the number two pick, it's it could extend the Warriors dynasty a little bit longer when Steph Steph's even when Steph gets older, he's still going to be super impactful because you don't lose shooting with age. So he's still going to be really good. Shout same out Ray Allen. Yeah, same with Clay. And so I think if they were to draft someone like James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards, he could <laughs> Anthony cross. But no, I think I think they should trade it, package it with Andrew Wiggins, get another star and just try to win it all in these next couple years and then try to do the rebuilding process. But I just – I don't see a situation where they're confident enough in one of the prospects to to take that pick instead of taking a, a trade deal. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. As much as you know, picking somebody would probably extend their dynasty. I think if you package this pick with an Andrew Wiggins or, or somebody of that caliber, you can get somebody pretty nice in return. And I think you can probably squeeze out one champ, one more, two more championships with Clay and Steph. You know, they're all, like you said, they're coming back. You know, this season, and you don't lose shooting and. You know, no matter what, when they get hot, they are literally unstoppable. So I think that it'll be a pretty interesting watch for sure. You know, obviously, I've said it many times before, and I will continue to say it because, you know, I don't want anybody, you know, thinking I'm not going to sit here and lie. I don't watch college sports. So I don't even know what, what you know, these prospects are looking like in the draft. So if, if it was me, I'd probably end up trading this, try to get, you know, a superstar caliber player if you can. If not, get somebody that's definitely going to be able to help you, maybe a big man, something like that for the Warriors because, you know, Steph Clay, you know, one and two, <laughs> you're pretty good no matter who else you got. Yeah, definitely. That will wrap up this edition of Bliss Plays. But, of course, before we go, we got to shout out the sponsors one more time. Head over to mybookie.ag if you are into the betting world. I might try to, I might try to have to get in some props before this game starts. But, you know, head over to mybookie, use promo code US100, and it doubles your first deposit. So up to $1,000. So like I said, if you are into the betting world, make sure you head over there. Check out our Bets Unwrap page. You know, Alex Corey always got the props for you guys. So make sure you check that out. And then, of course, head over to rxhemp.com. Promo code rxhemp-usn to save you 10% off of your entire order. They got the good CBD cream. So if you are sore from, you know, a day at gym, day at work, make sure you go over there, get some CBD cream, and help yourself out. Josh, what you got for the people? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Josh A. Linares. You're probably watching it on there, but if not, make sure to follow me. And uh, obviously Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, me and Connie have Blitz Boys. So make sure you keep tuning into that. And Thursday, it's going to be a good game Thursday between the Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Me and Monique always go live around 11 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you tune into that for all you late-night people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Connie Chats or my personal page is Anthony Connor. You're probably watching this on one of them. Uh, I, like Josh said, Blitz Boys on Monday, 7 Eastern. We, Me and Josh always have a – oh, wait, you know, Josh, you know what we never did? Huh? Challenge flags. <laughs> did I even put that on the dock? You probably did. Did I, did I see it? <laughs> you know what? You know what? You didn't put it on there. I'm not blaming myself. I'm yeah, blaming you. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Listen, what's one week without challenge flags? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll 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 go we'll go ex we'll go at each other's next extra next week for for all the people that miss challenge flags. But make sure you uh, check me out on Twitter. And then you know, like I said in the beginning, me and Josh had the the pleasure of interviewing Don Lagreca of ESPN. So make sure you go check that out. Bliss Boys is a podcast. I try to get it up as soon as possible. So we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, everything like that. So make sure you check that out. And then on Thursdays, me and Michael go live on the MLB page, you know, everything like that for Backstop Banter. We're we're re, we're re, uh, revitalizing Backstop Banter. So if you're into baseball, make sure you, you check that out. Uh, it's a very, very fun time. Usually try to go live at like 10 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you check that out. But that is all I got. For the people, Josh, it was another great show, may I say myself, and uh, shout out everybody for watching. Me and Josh, we'll see you next time.